personal branding actually, I think, needs a new PR person because people associate it with bragging and kind of cringy. And it's not. It's really just making sure that people know what you do and understand your value. Hello, hello. I welcome you to another episode of Reaching Your Goals. Reaching Your Goals is a career podcast where you get the insights to go from motion to action, making things happen. I'm your host, Johanna Herbst. I'm a certified executive and career coach and a management consultant with an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. My mission is to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness, and have some fun along the way. This week, it's all about personal branding. We will talk about what the people say when we are not in the room. How can we shape that narrative? How can we tell our story and change the perception of the others? And I do have the best, best possible guest for this. It's no other than the author of this brilliant book on brand is Alisa Licht. And let me quickly introduce her to you. So Alisa is an award-winning marketeer, best-selling author, podcaster, personal branding expert and the founder of Leave Your Mark, a multimedia brand and consultancy. She advises businesses and mentors individuals on brand building and career development. She leverages over two decades of expertise in marketing, communications, and digital strategy in the fashion industry. Her first book, Leave Your Mark, was published in 2015. Her new book, On Brand, Shape Your Narrative, Share Your Vision, Shift Their Perception, is a comprehensive roadmap to building your personal brand. Alisa is based in New York in the US. Alisa, it's so good to see you again. How are you doing this morning? Oh, thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I'm so happy to be here and I'm doing great. It's sunny and that is definitely an improvement. We've had a lot of rain recently. Ah, we don't want rain. And to get things started, I prepared a few rapid fire questions, short questions, short answers. Are you ready? Yes. Exciting. So you worked in the fashion industries for a number of years. What is your number one fashion rule? Black doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> you really can't go wrong. Like if you're ever wondering, should I wear that? Should I not? Go with black. Black doesn't make mistakes. In your book, you mentioned the TV show Gossip Girl a number of times. Who is actually your favorite character in that show? Oh my gosh. Blair. Okay. Blair and Chuck. <laughs> I mean, it's a no brainer actually. Together and separate. Actually, that is one of the few shows I watched where I totally get it. And who is one of your role models? I think I have learned so much from my former boss and mentor, Patty Cohen, who was Donna Karen's right-hand person for over 30 years. She really taught me about leadership and what it means to actually be a leader and to support and grow people underneath you. So I've modeled my leadership style after her. And you just mentioned leadership. What is the one must-have quality for a leader? I think remembering that you're really there to inspire and support and to create a safe space. I think a lot of leaders think they have to sort of rule with an iron fist to like demand, but you actually get so much more if you're creating an environment where your team feels safe to test and learn, make mistakes, and, and take those learnings and apply them. And I think it's really important. So I think every leader, if you can create a safe space for your team to do that, you'll find that you innovate a lot more quickly. And we will talk about personal branding. On a personal level, how would your kids and your husband describe you in just one word? 
<laughs> loud. No. Uh, <laughs> loud. Uh, you know, I think I think that my kids are teenagers, so they are at that stage. So we don't ask them. Well, we don't ask them because we don't want to know. But you know, it's funny. They they both, oh, my daughter especially, like at one point unfollowed me on Instagram, and I said, "Oh, did you see that post?" She said, "No, I." I don't follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, unfollowed me? She's like, yeah. But her friends follow me. So then she had to re-follow me. So I think it's this, this push and pull of like <laughs> proud, but also thoroughly embarrassed, you know. Yes, yes. I guess it was the same for us when we were teenies. <laughs> I don't know. I think the digital world has changed a lot. What is the best advice that you received either in your personal or in your professional life? My grandmother held gave us amazing advice growing up. But one of the things that she said really stuck with me, which is show me your friends and I'll tell you who you, who wow. you choose to surround yourself with and what you choose to surround yourself with really tells people a lot about you. And when we think about personal branding, which is obviously the subject of my new book on brand, it's not just what you say and do, right? It's what you say and do. It's your mannerisms, your attitude, your energy, and definitely who you surround yourself with and what you choose to align with. And say, what is one thing that people often get wrong about you? You know, I think one of my personality traits is that I'm very, very direct. And I'm generally very confident. Like, I can walk into a room and I feel completely comfortable. I think that's the way my sister and I grew up. My parents always encouraged us to be very outspoken. So sometimes I hear from, like, colleagues that I can be a little bit intimidating, which upsets me because I'm really, I don't want to be intimidating. I think that people are just not used to someone being so direct and comfortable speaking. Uh, so yeah, so that is something that people get wrong about me all the time. Like I'm super easy to talk to. I love it. I always think it's like better be direct than not being able to speak your mind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I applaud you. I applaud you for that. Thank you. And now we heard bits and pieces about you. And I'm very curious how you ended up writing this really great book. Could you please share the key milestones that led you to where you are today? First, I started thinking I was going to be a doctor. So pre-med in college, graduated with a degree in neurobiology and physiology, then pivoted and decided I wanted to work in fashion the 11th hour. Started my career in fashion on the magazine side of the business and then moved over to public relations I think what really changed my career is, is the creation of DQI PR Girl in 2009, uh, which, as you mentioned, was inspired by Gossip Girl. It was an anonymous social media personality, which is now credited as one of the first examples of a fashion influencer, even though we didn't know that word at the time. And that really led to me just sharing my life online as a PR girl living in New York City anonymously for two years. And then when I came out as the person behind that personality, I got my first book deal, which is Leave Your Mark. And Leave Your Mark is really the devil wears Prada meets career advice. It's for young professionals, college age slash young professionals. So that really changed the course of my career. For the second book, to answer your question, my editor from Leave Your Mark basically texted me one day and said, okay, it's time for a second book. And I was like, <laughs> there's, there's a fun story about that, which I shared on brand. I'm not going to give it away, but yeah, basically that's what happened. I love it. 
And I knew that already. It's like you studied first neurobiology, wanted to become a doctor. What is one thing that really helps you from that education today? You know, when you're a pre-med, I mean, just discipline, right? You have so much work and early hours and you have to commit to the work. And I think that having that commitment and level of discipline for my studies really carried over to my work, even as an intern, you know, in my first internship at Harper's Bazaar. So always had the work ethic um, from that and also from my dad, who was also really dedicated to his work. And we want to talk about personal branding today. Who should actually think about their personal branding? I love this question because so many people get this wrong. Personal branding is not about becoming an influencer or becoming famous unless that's your goal, right? Every single person has some version of a personal brand. It starts with what makes you you. And like we said before, it's what you say, it's what you do, it's what you choose to align with. It's all the things wrapped into one. So when we think about on brand, it's like if I said to you, like, what's on brand for you in terms of fonts, right? You probably know what font is on brand for you and what font is not on brand for you because you have this gut intuitive reaction to it. It's similar to that. So it's for everyone because every single person is responsible for shaping their narrative and communicating it out to the people around them to ensure that people understand their value. I think that waiting around for someone to notice that you're good at what you do is not a strategy. And like in your intro, a strong personal brand is when your name is dropped in rooms you're not in and you're thought of for opportunities that other people haven't heard of yet because people know how to speak about you without you there. They know your value. How would you briefly define it actually? I really think of it as the ability for someone to speak about you when you're not there. And know that you're good at what you do. Because if that means, if someone can do that about you when you're not there, that means you have done the work successfully to shape your narrative, communicate it to the people around you so that they can almost like be your publicist when you're not there. And I think understanding and answering the question, like, what do you want to be known for in whatever circles Like if you have that answer and you are firing on all cylinders and messaging that in your bios, in any, in any way you're showing up online, in person, you don't have to be on social media necessarily, but in person is just as important. Then you are working on your personal brand every single day. So personal branding actually, I think needs a new PR person because people associate it with bragging and kind of cringy and it's not. It's really just making sure that people know what you do and understand your value. And when you say that you shape the narrative, what people are known for, is it more that you are known for the achievements or the values? Because you also said before, what makes you, you, like, what are the things that I want to put out there? I really think it's about skills and experience. So, and, and also what areas of business you want to be associated with right? So for me, I've always been someone who speaks about personal branding and career development and growth and mentorship. And I'm a marketer and a publicist in my past life. So I really think on LinkedIn, for example, when you think about your headline, not your bio, your headline, what are the words you're using to describe yourself, right? A lot of people, I believe, make the mistake of just putting their title on the company they work at in their headline. I think people need to build equity in their name 
because the skills and experiences you, you have come with you wherever you work. It doesn't mean that you have to only do them at this one place. So part of building a strong personal brand is remembering what you do today may not be what you do tomorrow. So you have to lean on your name and your skills and experiences more than leaning on where you work. And so when I think about skills, the one word that came to my mind was the transferable skills, like maybe it's communication, it's project management. It's about me then thinking about what am I good at, what do I actually enjoy, and what would I like to work in more also in my next position so that I can already go strategic with a look towards the next five years. Yeah. And, you know, on brand, I'm the first case study in on brand, right? So I spent 17 years as a publicist. The internet, if you Google me, PR girl, that is what comes up. I am a publicist. So how do you change how people think about you? You have to work on shaping that narrative and you have to communicate it or else people will just make up their own version of your story. So when I left the company, I really strategically decided, okay, I don't want to do PR anymore. How am I going to get people to think of me in a different, in a different way? And I worked on that and I messaged it. And repetition is reputation. The more you do something, the more you say something, the more people associate with that thing. And when you talk about it, where do you actually do that? In person, when you're having coffees. So for example, you know, someone, I'd be having a coffee and someone would say to me, oh, I'll let you know if I hear of any PR jobs. And I would say, you know, actually... I don't, want to, I don't want to do PR anymore. I really want to focus on brand marketing and digital strategy. So if you hear any opportunities in that area, let me know. And then obviously LinkedIn is a very, very important tool to be messaging what you want to be known for and what you want people to come to you for. I think that's a really important question. Ask yourself, what should people come to you for? That's your answer. And you said also before that PR partially has a bad reputation because it's linked to bragging. And your example now was without bragging. So that was easy. It's like, oh, come to me with a job in consulting. Please not PR, whatever it is. Do you have another example that is non-braggy that people can just reapply relatively easily? So in On Brand, the way that I structure the book, there's all these mental gymnastics exercises with actual workbook pages in the book, right? You have it right there. So there's a whole section, there's a whole quiz. And I on did most of the exercises. I love that. There's a whole section, a whole quiz on, are you bragging? To ask yourself, how are you presenting this information? So I always believe that if you couple sharing a win with giving out advice, it's a better combination. And then if you want to e extrapolate making it better, give a hat tip to other people who have also helped accomplish that win and call them out as well. But the big thing that I talk about in On Brand is the ratio five to one, which is I will proactively go out and support five people in my network and amplify their wins for every one time I'm doing my own. So I think that if you're someone who really helps support people in your network when they have something great happen, you'll feel more comfortable to share if something great happens to you and then you won't feel as cringy about it because it is uncomfortable. But if you don't let people know your wins, it's, it's a missed opportunity. And now you mentioned LinkedIn. When would you use which platform? I think it depends on your goals. 
and also your bandwidth. Like I'm on all of the platforms. I think if you hate social media, you still have to be on LinkedIn. I think it's very important to be findable. Be on LinkedIn. You can, you don't have to post, but show up in the comments, be present, make sure your bios are updated, your headline. If someone's looking at your profile, are they taking away exactly what you want to be known for? If you're someone who's more comfortable with video and speaking to camera, Instagram, TikTok, it's great. Twitter or X and threads is, is definitely also easy as far as like one line copy. But, you know, all of this takes time. But if you do, you know, in on brand, I walk you through how to think about all of the platforms, how to think about a content strategy. It does help your position. It does help amplify what you want to be known for. So the stronger your personal brand, you can have a very strong personal brand and not be on social media, but social media will definitely help. And the one thing you're also mentioning is that it's important to have the personal domain. What is important about that? I just think when you own your own domain, so my website's alizalick.com and my email is aliza at alizalick.com. When you own it, it just shows that you've taken that extra step to think about your brand. It's just, it just elevates the game. And for this one specific, when I talk to people, they come back and say, oh, I don't need to have this because I have a job in marketing in, in a corporate setting. This is not something that I need. So for a podcaster, it's for a consultant who is independent, but I'm a corporate person. I don't need this. What do you tell those people? Well, I would say that you are renting your audience on social media and having your own domain, your own landing page, is the only place on the internet where you have a hundred percent share of voice that isn't controlled by an algorithm. So if you want to show up in the way that is beneficial to you to say what you do, share pieces of your work, that's the place <clears throat> where you can do it. And the people who go to your site will actually see it. We all know that on social media, not everyone sees your content. No. This is the only place they can. You also inspired me to buy the domain for my son, actually. Oh, good. good. Yep. I, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that before. Yeah, because you won't get it. You'll get some weird, you know, you won't get .com. You'll get some weird things. So yeah, I bought my kids their domains when they were born. And the other thing that you inspired me to change is my email signature. So I'm so glad you brought this up. So for everyone listening, this is just low-hanging fruit, like... How many people who are listening here have sent from my iPhone as their signature? You guys don't do work for Apple, I'm pretty sure, right? So the email signature is such an easy way to lead people to what you want to know about you. And what are the typical mistakes that you see people doing in the personal branding area? Not really honing in on what they want to be known for. Like in the book, I give an example, like if your bio is Netflix junkie, Taylor Swift fan, but you're an aspiring journalist, how is anyone going to know that? We don't see the word writer. We don't see the word aspiring journalist. We don't see, you know, whatever, looking for work. I wouldn't say looking for work, but we don't see anything related to the industry that you want to go in. So those bios are valuable real estate. And you need to think about the words you use in the order of importance. So the first word is what you want to be known for the most, I assume. Yes. Well, doesn't it make sense? The first thing you yes. call yourself, that's how you think of yourself. So if you are an inspiring journalist, but you're listing five other things before you get there, then you're deprioritizing that word. 
And how would you recommend somebody to think about what do they want to be known for? Because the one thing that I see in coaching is that people barely ever take a moment in time to really reflect and they don't really look in the mirror and think about that. Yeah. And I think the question itself sounds really lofty. So in on brand, really boil it down to more simple, simple questions you can ask yourself, but it really comes down to like, what is your goal in your career? You know, all of this is about is professional goals, yes. not personal goals necessarily. What is your goal? So if you're marketing assistant and your goal is to one day be a CMO, then how can you position yourself to constantly be showing that you're managing up and you're displaying executive presence and you're someone who contributes to a meeting? Like you have to think about the goal, but also how you're communicating and presenting yourself. And is everything you're doing in person and online supporting that goal? So it's, it's about like which skills do I need and then go on the skill hunt. Skill hunt, but also like playing the part, you know, like thinking about how you can take steps toward, right? I'm not saying you should act like a CMO when you're not a CMO, but I'm saying that if you have this North Star goal, then think about the path to get there and what you need to be doing to achieve that. And I'm someone, I don't really enjoy social media that much. Like I like LinkedIn and the others, I don't really consume them on a personal level. For people who are like me, what can they do as a minimum to work on their personal branding, disregarding the social media? What can we do? One is executive presence. Really understanding how you're showing up in real life, right? Having composure, being charming, being someone who communicates well, thinking about the audience that you're speaking to. So if you're going into a meeting, are you coming prepared with ideas? I think gravitas is another thing where when you enter a room, a meeting of any kind, do you carry weight in that meeting? Do people respect your opinion? So really the way to do that is to be prepared and come with ideas. So when you show up, you're ready to speak and contribute. A lot of people, you know, These days are camera off and they don't contribute. They're there, maybe, maybe they're doing, maybe they're making, you know, a salad in the kitchen while they're in a meeting. But really understanding how are people consuming you when you do show up. So that has nothing to do with social media. The other thing is earning social capital, right? <clears throat> Being good to work with, having people understand, oh, you know what? We can call on that person because they're really good at what they do and they're, they're going to deliver on time. I wrote a piece for Harvard Business Review on the importance of earning social capital as a remote worker, right? And proactively communicating and understanding how important it is as a remote or even hybrid worker to be proactively building relationships, cross-functional relationships, because you can become invisible. Yes. What's your best advice to really build that social capital? Do good work and sometimes do favors for people. It all comes back in the end. Sometimes Someone might ask you, hey, do you mind just helping out with this one thing? A lot of people get their back up and they're like, wait, being paid for that. Or wait, that's not my job description. Like, do someone a favor. It will go such a long way. I'm not saying get taken advantage of. I'm not saying do blood, sweat, and tears for free. But if the person who's asking you is important or could be important in your growth, in your career, just do it. Yes. It's good karma. It'll come back to you. And what I also like is all going back to the basics, like what you said initially is like hard work, discipline, being prepared, being kind. But so that personal branding in the personal space 
I yes. feel like sometimes that's also getting for, forgotten. For sure. For sure. I mean, listen, I, I really think that if you can help someone or make someone's day, it's so easy to do. It's like, answer that email, that DM on LinkedIn that you got, someone's asking you a question, just answer it. Just be yes. kind and think about if that were you, wouldn't you want someone to answer? So many people ghost and ignore and it doesn't take a lot to just be a nice person. Yes. And one other thing with the book. So now you've already written two books and all good things come in three. So what's the next book? Well, to be honest, I was so scared the second book would be like, you know, they always say like the sequel is never good as the first because On Brand does kind of pick up. It's like the big sister of Leave Your Mark. That's so funny. No one's asked me that yet. I don't know. I think, I think I have some fiction in me. We'll see. I like that. The book is really great. So who's actually the target of it? Because you said that the Leave Your Mark is for the youngsters. This is, listen, I, I'm amazed. I mean, I have college students who are leaving reviews on Amazon that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy that this has really helped them. But in my mind, somebody who's on the way already, right? You're in the early stages of your career, looking to level up or someone who's looking to pivot professionally, someone who's building something like an entrepreneur who wants to really understand how to shape their personal brand. It could be someone, end of the book, I have all those POV sections, remember, where it's like point of view, you're starting a new job. Starting a new job is a great opportunity to think about your personal brand and how you're showing up. So there is big examples and small examples. You might need a rebrand. You may have messed up and you want people to think about you in a new way. That's in the crisis communication section and in the cancel culture section. So there's lots of examples. So I think what I try to do is make sure there's something for everyone. There's a lot of leadership advice, definitely. So it's, it's definitely for people who, are, who have goals one day being at the top but it's just as good for people who are already at the top and need a refresher or might want new insight. And you just mentioned the word refresher. So if I've done the work once, how often do I need to go back to it? So I believe you should set a quarterly reminder to look at your bios and your social media timelines and just do a self audit of like how you're showing up in the world. And I do think, I'm happy to say, people do seem to be going back to this. I have one person, one reader, who read the book in a month and then created an entire consulting business, literally finished a book he was like sitting on, and now is like doing press for his book on like local television. So oh, wow. His name is Johnny Bergstrom. I'm so proud of him. He, his whole concept is gratitude. He is literally living on brand. And I've never seen a better exa example of someone who like read the book, did the work and actually made it happen. So and, and for someone who, who has not spent any time yet working on his or her personal branding, what should that person do today? There's no shame in that. Most people haven't thought about it, right? I think this is, this takes work, right? Open this book. The beginning is fun. It's my story. You're going to be like, oh, this is, this is easy. I can do this. And then you'll get to the first exercise and you might be like not ready for it, right? So I think just do one section at a time. Like this is, you know, you can read this book in 10 hours. That's how long the audiobook took, I think. But to do the work, just have like 
a month long goal and literally just do one thing every day, every other day, and you'll, you'll finish it. Uh, for the people who have done it, it has been an incredible exercise in self-reflection. And the goal of personal branding is to make sure your self-reflection matches public perception. And the only way that you can do that is to do this type of work. And you even have the one exercise where you are supposed to ask people from your personal network on how they perceive you. Yes. So that's probably the scary one. <laughs> It is a scary one, but you can, you can capture answers anonymously. I show you how to do that. I think it is actually a wonderful opportunity to really have people reflect you to you. And sometimes you don't want to hear certain things, but oftentimes you're pleasantly surprised. And if you're doing a good job, how they see you is how you see yourself. Yes, yes. No, no, and that's what I actually I'm thinking. It's like there might be a pleasant surprise. That's what I've seen, that somebody is seeing you for something that I would never have thought. Yes. And I only have a few questions left for you. What yes. is coming up next for you? Right now, I am really having so much fun going into companies and doing a talk that I call Establish Your Personal Brand at Work to Drive Success. So companies are bringing me in. For example, two weeks ago, I went into Richemont, the luxury group, in preparation for the employee's year-end review process to help them think about how they're showing up at work before they start writing their year-end reviews. And I have been doing this, financial companies, luxury brands, all different types of companies. And it's great to be in person with people and really doing something, some of these exercises, but also on Zoom, doesn't matter, really helping them just take a moment. It's so luxurious to take a moment and really think about yourself. That's what this yes. whole thing is, right? So that is my focus right now is really corporate speaking. The two of us, we got introduced through Liz Elting. And I like to ask my guests, who else should I have on? So now the question to you. First of all, Liz Elting is one of the most wonderful, inspiring people. And her book, Dream Big and Win, is like the perfect business beach read. Like, don't you think? It's like a business beach read. It's amazing. Who else should you have on? So Alexandra Carter wrote a book called Ask for More. She's a guest on the Leave Your Mark podcast. Her whole book is about negotiation. So there's, I like when you dive yeah. deep into subjects. So I would recommend her. Perfect. Thank you so much. You? Yes, I will ask, ask for it afterwards. And then for everybody who's inspired, they should obviously buy your book. It's on brand, shape your narrative, share your vision, shift the perception. They can tune into your podcast. It's called Leave Your Mark. How else can people stay in touch with you? Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, threads. I am on Elisa Lake. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Super accessible. I respond to DMs. Instagram is probably the easiest. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd share your wisdom on personal branding. So inspiring. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me on and asking such great questions. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please don't forget to follow us on social at Reaching Your Goals Podcast and at Daily Guide. If you want to hear from us in between episodes, please sign up for our newsletter at delegate.substack.com. And if I can ever be of help with my coaching add-on, just drop me an email or reach out to me via LinkedIn. With that, we are done for today. We are one step closer to reaching your goals. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.